and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Now last week we spoke about starving our fears and feeding our faith. And um, we've had an overwhelming response to that message. Uh, But in all honesty, when we were done preaching it, um, we all kind of just sensed like the conversation wasn't over. So this morning, I'd like to continue along that vein of starving our fears and feeding our faith. Now, when I started riding a motorcycle, pretty much the first thing I was taught was that where you look is where you're going to go. Where you look is where you go. And uh, I can't help but just think how true that is for life today. That where we look is where we go. Think about, think about the reality of that in your life. Think about the reality of that in my life. It may even just be that we've seen it in people around us where folks will get so locked onto a negative issue or a negative um, characteristic that they see in someone else and, and, and they go, man, you know, I just, I don't want that in my life. I just don't. Um, it may be that it's, that it's, that it's a parent or an, or a boss or, or even just this, 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 um, this character trait that they may see in someone and they just go, man, I just, I just don't want that in my life. So they end up focusing on that negative. And as they focus on that negative, like that negative just starts to manifest itself in their lives more and more and more. And ultimately, the negative that they didn't want to become, they focused on and they became what you look at is where you're going to go. The opposite is also true. Uh, we see this all the time where, where folks will see a positive. They'll, they'll, they'll look at someone and go, man, isn't that person just incredible? Like there, there are things in that person's life that I'd love to see happen in my life. Like I'd love to, to have those characteristics or those attributes. I'd love to see that alive and well in my life. And they end up focusing on those things and really like honing in on them. And as they focus on it over a period of time, those attributes start to be actualized in their lives. I mean, pretty much every self-help book is written on pretty much that principle today. Now, I read a quote this past week by, by, by Holocaust survivor Corey Ten Boom, where I believe she just came in and brought a bit of clarity to that thinking, brought a bit of depth to that thinking, where, where, where she said that, that when you focus on the world, you'll be distressed. When you focus on self, you'll be depressed. But when you focus on Christ, you'll find rest. What's she really saying? She's saying where you look is where you're going to go. But you see, you and I both know that we have faced times in this nation where we have even faced times within the world around us <laughs> that as we look at what's going on 
in the world around us, there is so much opportunity for us to be distressed. <laughs> There's so much rough stuff and, and so much negative junk going on in the world around us day in and day out and then as we look at it as we focus it as we as we as we really kind of hone in on that stuff man it's not hard for us to grow fearful we spoke about that last week about feeding our faith if you haven't watched last week's message i really want to encourage you go check it out um, i really believe it was worthwhile so as we look on the stuff going on around us, we, we, it's not hard for us to grow fearful in the moment, for us to get distressed. But the same can be true when I, when I look into myself. Because you see, like me, I'm sure that you have, in your own right, found yourself in a space where you've kind of looked at your life and, and maybe 14-year-old you had all these aspirations of who you were going to become and, and what you were going to do. And, and, and maybe it wasn't 14-year-old you, but 12-year-old you or 16-year-old you or however old you. You had all these dreams, you had all these aspirations. You kind of had this picture of what, what life was going to look like by the time you reach X age. <laughs> Maybe that just never actualized. Maybe that never happened. Maybe you look at your life today and you're like, man, I never became that person that I wanted to become. Maybe you're a Jesus follower today and maybe there was this moment where you, you went, man, I, I want to see the realities of, of, of these attributes of Jesus come alive in my life. And maybe you're in a space today where you look at your life and you go, I just don't see it. And it's not hard for us in those moments to, to get depressed. So we look at the world around us and we get distressed. <laughs> we, we, we look at our lives inwardly and, and it's not hard to get depressed. But Corrie ten Boom's statement didn't end there. She went and carried on and she said that when we look at Christ, we find rest. Now, the nation of Israel, years ago, um, throughout its history, they, 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 they found themselves in spaces where they were being overthrown, uh, where they were being conquered as a, as a people. And once again, the Hebrew people find themselves uh, conquered, uh, this time by the Babylonians. And uh, as they conquered by the Babylonians, uh, they get exiled from their homeland into Babylon. And as they are exiled into Babylon, we, uh, we see them live there for, for, for years as, as, as captives. And then at one point, they actually negotiate their release from Babylon and back to their homeland. And as they negotiate that, that, that release, uh, they, they move back to, to their homeland and they live there for about a hundred years. And as we connect with them a hundred years into their freedom, um, we see that things have changed. We see that they may be back home, but, but they've, they've, they've kind of slipped into, into a space where, where they've, they've turned away from, from living out this, this life that, that, that God created them to live. Uh, they, they've turned away from, from living out that creational purpose. 
uh, from, from becoming those people that possibly they even had imagined they would be. Um, we see them, them taking on the, the culture and the thinking and the beliefs of their surroundings. Uh, we see the rich oppressing the poor. In short, we look at the nation of, of Israel, we look at the Hebrew people a hundred years in and, and they're just a mess, an absolute mess. And, and in walks this man by the name of Nehemiah. Now, Nehemiah was a cupbearer to a foreign king. And, uh, and Nehemiah um, had great rapport with this king. He had, he had such good influence. He had, he had such good relationship with this king. And, and one day the king looks at Nehemiah and Nehemiah looks down. He looks depressed. <laughs> And the king looks at Nehemiah and he says, Nehemiah, what's wrong? <clears throat> and Nehemiah says to the king, I've just had this visit from my friends. And I asked them, how's it going back home? How's it going with our people? And they said that, that things aren't going well, that the walls of the city have been broken down, that the gates have been burnt down, that the people are running amok and that things are just going crazy back home. And King, like with all my heart, I just want to go back home. I want to go and rebuild the walls. I want to go rebuild the gates. I want to go and rebuild my people. And the king looks at Nehemiah and says, by all means, go. Go. And by the time Nehemiah leaves, the king has actually given Nehemiah everything he needs to rebuild. To cut a very, very long story short, Nehemiah goes home, he rebuilds. And uh, once they've rebuilt after several opposition or, or, or huge opposition came their way, um, we see them rebuild the city. We see them, well, the, the, the city walls and the city gates. And now they're in a place where the people are protected and they can really rebuild from there. As they do this, they, they gather the people together. Um, Nehemiah calls the people together along with the elders of the city. They call the people together and they arrange a celebration to celebrate the fact that they have started to rebuild. During the celebration, uh, the prophet of the day, a man by the name of Ezra, uh, him along with the, the elders, they, they open up the scrolls and they, they start to read the, the law of God to the people. And as they're starting to read the law of God to the people, the people start worshiping. They start falling on their faces and, and, and really in a, in a space of brokenness, they, they start to repent before God. Because as they're hearing this law of God, they, they're starting to realize how far they've drifted from God and from the way they should be living. And there comes this moment where Nehemiah recognizes this. And in Nehemiah 8 and verse 10, it says, he's speaking to the people and he says, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before the Lord. Don't be dejected and sad. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. What is, what is 
Nehemiah essentially saying to the people there. He's saying, hey, you may have looked to the world and got distracted and drifted. You may have looked into yourself in this moment and actually found yourself quite depressed at, at where you've got to. But it's time for you to shift your focus to God because it's His joy that will be your strength. And I believe that just as that is true for the nation of Israel in that day, that is true for you and for me today. You see, as we shift our focus from from the stuff that's going on around us, in the world around us, and as we shift our focus from, from, from our own shortfalls and our, 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 our own, if I can say, disillusions within ourselves, we shift our focus to God. As we do that, it says that He comes and He fills us with joy. And that that joy becomes our strength. And I believe that it's that strength that isn't just enough to kind of get us through the day. No, His joy becomes our strength that we start to live out successful lives day in and day out. See, what Nehemiah was tapping into was where you look is where you're going to go. Where you look is where you're going to go. I wonder, what are you looking at right now? Because ultimately, it will determine where you're going to go. Again, to just connect with what Corrie ten Boom said, when we look into the world, we'll be distressed. When we look into ourselves, we'll be depressed but when we look to Christ we will find rest ladies and gentlemen this is how we starve our fears and feed our faith the other man that was present on the day there was the prophet Ezra and and Ezra kind of added to this for us uh, when he wrote in, in, in Psalm 119, in Psalm 119 and verse 105, um, Ezra writes this. He says that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. What is, what's Ezra saying? Man, when I come and connect with God's word, his word ultimately will come and, and, and be this clarity and this direction for my life moving forward. This lamp and this light, this clarity and direction. I wonder today, are, are you feeling distressed? Are you, are you feeling depressed? It might be a great indicator for you as to where you're looking right now. If you're feeling distressed, it, it might just be that your focus has shifted to what's going on in the world around you. And it might mean a, a, a shift in, in where you're looking. If you're feeling depressed right now, you may 
have a great indicator that you need to shift your focus from self and onto God. And as you shift your focus onto God, then we see, as Nehemiah says, his, his joy coming and resting on us and, and giving us strength to be successful in our day. And at the same time, we do this. We, we actually physically do this by going and connecting with God's Word. And as we connect with His Word, His, His Word becoming that lamp and that light, that clarity and that direction for our lives moving forward. Now, if you consider a lamp and a light, man, when this was written, they weren't talking about LED spotlights, man. No, <laughs> they were talking about, about little lanterns, little lamps with a, with a flickering flame in it. It didn't mean that it shone all the way down the road. No, it meant that it shone far enough for you to be able to walk a couple of paces. And I find this very, very significant. Because you see, it speaks about constantly having to stay within step of that flame. You see, when we talk about God's word being a lamp and a light to our feet, it means that there's this constant connecting with God and with his word. And as we constantly day in and day out connect with his word, that's when he becomes that, that joy that becomes our strength. And that's when he becomes that clarity and direction in our lives. I wonder today, what's your next step? What's your next step? Are you feeling distressed? Are you feeling depressed? Do you recognize that maybe there needs to be this shift in where you're looking? Because you're starting to realize that, man, where I look is where I'm going to go. If I want to be distressed, just keep looking at the world around me. If I want to be distressed, then just keep looking inward and trying to find hope inside of me. You see, folks, there is no substantial lasting hope in the world around us and in ourselves. No. Real and true and lasting hope and freedom and peace and abundant life is found in Christ Jesus. And as we turn our focus, as we turn our attention from the stuff around us and the stuff within us and turn our focus and attention on Him, and He comes, He fills us with joy. It gives us strength. He comes through His Word and gives us clarity and direction. Now you may be sitting there and you may be going, that's great, Ramon, but how do I physically do that? I, if I'm honest, I don't even own a Bible. Well, I want to encourage you. Get into your app store on your phone. And go and download an app called the YouVersion Bible app. And as you download that Bible app, um, you'll see at the top of the screen every day, there's a little tab there that says Open Story. Go and click on Open Story. As you click on open story, what will happen is um, it'll give you a thought. It'll ask you a question and then it'll ask you to, to think along certain things for a couple of moments. Just calm your heart, quieten yourself and think on these things. When you click over, it'll take you to a scripture of the day. 
carefully read that scripture. Ask God to, to use that scripture to, to bring clarity and direction for your life. As you click over again, they've spoiled us and they give us a little video, some guy reading it or some lady reading it to us. And as they read it to us, they then share a thought on it from their perspective as to how this impacts and influences our day. Click on it again and it gives us an action. How does this impact our lives? Click on it again and it gives you a whole like little write-up, a little devotional for the day that you can read through. Click on it again and it'll give you a prayer just as to how to just talk to God through that process. And click on it again and it gives you the scripture again and that's kind of it for the day. It takes you about 15 minutes. It takes you about 15 minutes. But I so want to encourage you, if you don't have a Bible or if, you, if you're wanting to start this process of just daily connecting with God so that you can starve your fears, cut certain things out and feed your faith by connecting with Him daily, then I want to encourage you, man, just go and download this very simple little app. I thank God for Craig Rochelle and his team at Life.Church for making it freely available to, to everyone. It'll cost you nothing. Go and download it, connect with it daily. And it's not connecting with the app. It's just a tool that we can use to connect with God on a daily basis. Maybe that's the place where you need to start. I want to encourage you, start, start there and allow God's joy to become your strength for the day as you connect with His Word that brings clarity and direction for your life as we starve our fears and we feed our faith. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the privilege that we have to come and know you personally, Lord. Lord, that, that, that you aren't some distant, disconnected spiritual being, Lord, but that you are a personal heavenly father to each and every one of us lord father god i thank you that that we have access to you 24 7 lord lord that when fear comes and wants to settle in our lives lord when distress wants to come or when when depression wants to come father god that we can turn to you that we can look to you Lord, that we can, that we, as we connect with you, Lord, that you come and fill us with joy, Lord, that our lives will be marked by the fact that your joy is evident in our lives, Lord, and that that joy will come and give us strength for the day, Lord, not to survive, Lord, but to live victorious lives, Lord, successful lives in you, Lord, and that we can do this by just coming and connecting with you, having honest conversation with you, getting into your word and allowing your word to come and lead and guide and direct us for our daily lives, Lord. Lord, I thank you that your heart for us is not for us to struggle through this life, but for us to come and find victory, for us to come and find strength, for us to come and find real and lasting hope for our lives in you. Lord, I thank you that we can just pray your blessing over your people, Lord, as folks are listening to this, 
today, Lord. Uh, I thank you that you will come and meet with them in a very real and a very personal way. And I thank you that we can trust you with us. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like to reach out, connect with us, please do so on any of our social media platforms, on Facebook, on, on Instagram, on YouTube, all of them at Bikers Church Midrand. We'd love to connect with you. Uh, if you'd like this, this content and you want to see more of it, uh, go to our, our, our YouTube channel, subscribe to it, uh, and there's plenty more of that uh, on there. We love you. We'd love to connect with you, so don't be shy. Reach out. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week. Cheers. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.